0: Hello, and welcome to State of Crime. One state, two murders, lots of crime. With Kaylin, Elena, and
1: Maria! (laughs) So we have Maria back, which is super exciting. We love when she's here. We do. Um, I love when I'm here. (laughs) We do. Us too. So this week is going to be a little different. One, Elena and I have swapped our days. So my case is going to be first, and then Thursday is going to be her case. But we have... We, there's a method to our madness on why we are doing this. Another exciting thing is this is our last state until we go international for Woohoo! a few weeks. Really? This, we are yes. halfway through. This is our 25th state. Ooh. So we have, I don't know if I told you about this actually. No. So maybe if you listen to last week's episode, you'd know. <laughs> oh
2: my God. <laughs> I know I've been slacking. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Anyways, so we had decided that once we got halfway, we wanted to kind of try to take a little break from mm-hmm. the U.S. and we are going to go international for a few weeks, mm-hmm. pick a different con- a few different countries, and do some things there, which is exciting. Yes. We also announced that we are not doing Jack the Ripper. No. Oh, he was the first one that <laughs> popped in my head too. <laughs> I'm like Jack he's the Ripper. So done. Really? He's just so overdone. Everybody he knows. Is, everything. Yes,
2: and he's. Kind of that form of a nightmare. So
1: he's... Yeah. So we are excited that this is going to be our last week for a little while in the U.S. I'm pretty pretty stoked to get out of the U.S. for a while. I'm pretty excited about it. So today we are in New Jersey. And another change that has happened this week is you and I are very aware of each other's cases.
0: Yes. And that was totally by accident. Yes. We
1: both know quite a bit about each other's Mm -hmm. cases um maria does not maria does nothing (laughs) that's because
0: she doesn't know what our cases are but once we start talking about them i think she probably knows
1: maybe mine more than yours because i feel like mine is more yeah mine i felt like when i started getting into
0: it a lot of other podcasts have covered Mm -hmm. it but it's still not one of those that doesn't seem to have a, a like as large a footprint or as much, Mm -hmm. you know, knowledge as
1: yours. So So we're going to jump right into it. Today, I am going to talk about the List family murders. Now, we're going to start talking... We're just going to start with John List. For our listeners at home, Maria looks perplexed. (laughs) (laughs) So John List was born in Bay City, Michigan. He was the only child of his German-American parents, which... Goes again with Elena's thing about not letting Germans into the country. We
0: need <laughs> ban German immigration. Granted,
1: her family is,
0: her family is German. <laughs> my I'm mother's just German. Just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I came up with this theory because I did, like, just by accident, several of my cases involved either. German immigrants are first generation, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, who became serial killers or murderers. So I'm saying
1: there's a connection. (laughs) So this fits in with that. Um, His dad's name was John Frederick List, and his mom's name was Alma Maria Barbara Florence. Good Lord, that's a lot of names. Nobody needs that many names. (laughs) No one needs that many names. Now, his family was very... Very religious. They were very strongly Lutheran, which is a, like, branch of Christianity. Well,
0: it's the first it's the first real Christian church to break off from the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, and again, German, Martin Luther, breaking off, 95 DCs on the door, all that stuff. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So they're very, very, very religious. His father was a Sunday school teacher, and they were all for their entire lives were very like the church was everything to them. And in 1943, John Lists John List enlists <laughs> in the US Army. And he served in World War II and then in the next year in 1944 his father died. Oh. So he Excuse was 19 me. years old when his father died and in 1946 he was discharged from the army So he just lasted the,
0: as long as the, the war did the war basically
1: And once he was discharged he enrolled at the University of Michigan and he got his bachelor's degree in business administration and a master's degree in accounting So he was a he was a smart dude. Sounds like he was looking to open a business. He was he was just a smart dude. Right. Like, you can't be dumb and get a master's in accounting. Right. You have you to be smart I mean? with
2: numbers and mm-hmm.
1: algorithms and stuff. But then, in November of 1950, the height of the Korean War mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. around. And so he gets called back into active duty okay. to serve in the Korean War.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was in... Virginia at Fort Eustis when he meets Helen Morris Taylor. Now this is the widow of another officer also in the army and her husband had died in the Korean War. Okay. So they meet, they fall in love. She has a daughter named Brenda from her first Mm -hmm. husband and on December 1st, 1951, John and Helen get married. Wow. And they get married in Baltimore, Maryland, and they move the three of them to Northern California. And this is where John serves as an army accountant. Oh, okay. Now, they move around a lot.
0: Because he's still in the army, correct? I was going to say,
1: that has something to do with so. being in the military? After, well, for a little while. He completed his second tour in 1952, and then he, after that, he had gotten out of the army, and he... They moved to Michigan where he would be an accounting he would work in an accounting firm. And then after that, he worked as an audit supervisor at a paper company in Kalamazoo. I love that. I just love that. <laughs> so do Michigan I. Michigan
0: has some of the greatest town names <laughs> of any state in the Union. Exactly. So.
1: And in while they were in Kalamazoo while he was working as an audit advisor, there were three more children born to them. Now in 1959, John ended up being the general super, supervisor of the company's accounting department. But his wife her health started declining. She, which we'll talk about a little a little later, but her health started declining, she became erratic, which we also goes into some of her health issues. She became extremely unstable. She was an alcoholic. There was just a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And in 1960, Helen's daughter from her first marriage, Brenda, moves out, gets married. She just kind of is branches out herself of, out. Yes, exactly. So John then moved the rest of the family to Rochester, New York, and he took a job with Xerox. And he eventually became the Director of Accounting for Xerox. And in 1965, he accepted a position as Vice President and Comptroller at a bank in Jersey City, New Jersey. Now, he's taken a lot of jobs. Right. What they, what they don't really
2: talk about much is his lack of ability to keep a job. That was, honestly, I was just kind of waiting to see if there was any other jumping Mm -hmm. around because it sounds like there's a bit of a pattern. Hmm. And who's reporting
0: on his wife's erratic behavior and alcoholism? Do these come from
1: outside sources or from him? So a lot of it is from him, but we do have reasons to believe that what he is saying is True. Okay. We get doctors that had come in before stuff has happened. Okay. And we now know why she was erratic, and it makes sense. Okay. So, we'll actually... So, when they move to New Jersey, he moves himself, his wife, his children, and his mother into a 19-room Victorian mansion.
0: Which was my childhood dream home. I wanted a Victorian mansion so much. I still kind of do. I'm not going to lie. So,
1: you know a house is big when it has its own name. And it had its name before they moved into it. Okay. So, the the mansion's name is Breeze Knoll. (laughs) Okay. And it was 19 rooms. His mother lived in an apartment in the attic that they had, like, made into a, an apartment. So his mother lived up there. And, again, 19 rooms. It's a big place.
0: There's definitely room, and you're not going to be stepping on each other's mm, toes. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So we're going to kind of jump ahead just a little bit. Okay. So on December 7th, the police get a phone call. Okay. Okay. And the neighbors called to do a wellness check on the house. Now, this was kind of strange because about a month before, John and his family had done a lot of things. They had gotten a hold of the children's school and excused the children from school for about a month. Um, saying that they were going out of town because there was an illness in the family that they had to go tend to. They stopped the newspaper. They stopped their mail. They stopped their milk deliveries. They told basically everyone that needed to know, like, hey, we're going to be out of town for about for a while because there's an illness. It's like my uh, something about his in-laws. One mm-hmm. of his in-laws had gotten sick, so they needed to take a trip to go tend to their ill family member.
2: Okay. Which didn't seem strange. Well, no. You think your whole family's going to go and be there. Just, you would think, you know, worst case scenario, they're doing this to say the last goodbye or whatever. Exactly. So nothing strange. But they did stop everything they needed to stop. And Mm -hmm.
1: they went to all of the extents they needed to. And so, I mean, we're
0: talking like they stopped newspaper delivery, milk delivery, all those Mm -hmm. things people had at this time.
1: So... The the strange... Well, it wasn't really strange for neighbors to not see them either. Because they were kind of shut in. John was said to be very much like a hermit. He didn't like people, which was also said to be one of his issues with his jobs. Is because a lot of his jobs, especially his new one at the bank, you have to deal with people. And if you don't have any people skills, then it's hard to deal with people. Right. And he didn't, right? Yeah. I mean... So... They stopped everything, but the neighbors noticed that the light, all of the lights in the house were still on, but they never saw anybody in or out of the house. There was never any motion around the house. It was just like they left and weren't coming back for a while, but all the lights were left on. But neighbors started calling the police and getting a little worried when they noticed that lights started going out like they had been left on for so long that they were dying. That the light bulbs were burning out. Exactly. So that's when the neighbors like called the cops and wanted to do a wellness check. So the cops show up and they go in the house, which I believe even on a wellness check is not, I think you still have to have a warrant to go in the house for, even for a wellness uh, check. I don't think I so. I think you,
2: there's a certain, yeah. I think once it gets past a certain point in time, because okay, the off topic of this, but this happened in an apartment complex I was living in. A gentleman,
0: I don't think you do because you, the probable cause is that somebody called and said, and hey, I think there's something going on right. here. But
1: think about the uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. They got tips that they they needed a wellness check, but they couldn't get in until they got a judge to sign off on
2: well, it. Well, and I guess it just kind of depends because, again, off topic, Washington State, that gentleman who lived the two two units above me off to the left, had died in his apartment. He had had a heart attack or a stroke or something in his recliner. And had been up there for a month, in the middle of summer. Okay, these units did not have air conditioning. It was kind of a run-down apartment complex. And Here it is.
0: Okay, I looked it up. Okay. No court order is required for the police to conduct a welfare check. Essentially, as long as they have reasonable grounds to believe that an inhabitant in a residence is endangered, they can legally enter the premises. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. And that's like where a neighbor below him said, Hey, call the police said they have not heard him walking around upstairs, they have not seen him, his car is still outside, can somebody please go up? He has no family, somebody please go up and check on him. The police entered his home, it was unlocked, and they, I mean, he was a month old, but, he was old, like, he had been there for a while, but they had just, right, they had just entered in, because somebody had given them the tip saying, hey, it's been a while, he doesn't have family here. Nobody's had any contact with him. Even the main office was having issues and they had talked to the police about it.
0: Now, and in the Gypsy Rose or Gypsy, Gypsy Rose Le- Blanchard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was she home when the police showed up? Was the mom home? The mom was dead. Oh.
1: And Gypsy was gone. But the neighbors had seen. And the, the, police, but the, the police said they couldn't go in? It took them a while to get into the house. <laughs>
2: Oh, I remember. Yeah, because the neighbor had given the tips because they saw Gypsy was posting on social media or online that she wasn't there and kind of giving these weird posts that Well, she said, I'm glad the
0: bitch is dead or something like that.
2: But they didn't think it was her that posted it. They thought it was Uh, the person that had killed
1: her. Whatever. But yeah, it took them a while to get in the house, which was confusing. Also, different time. Yeah, Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So the police officer gets there. He goes in the home and... First thing he realizes is it's cold. It's fucking cold in this. House. And it was in
0: December, correct? December
1: 7th. About. Okay. And so he then continues going through the home to see if anybody's there. And he makes it to what was called the ballroom. When you think ballroom, you think this like beautiful, love like huge room. Right. It's not that big. Okay. But it is a 19 room house, so so I mean, to have a ballroom, yeah, yes. I can see it being nice sized. So he makes it to the ballroom and he sees four bodies, all on sleeping bags. He sees Helen, the wife, and the three children, <sighs>
0: yeah. Also, I must know... And they when, were, like, covered up correctly, I mean, I, or in the sleepy I bags, kind of? I don't believe
1: they were Or were in, they just laid on top? I think they on were top. on okay. the sleeping bags. There are, you can look at the crime scene photos if you Google it. Ooh, okay. They're not super gruesome, but, I mean, they're from the 70s, so they're all grainy and old. But you can look up the crime scene photos mm-hmm. and see it. So you see the wife and the four kids. Okay. And when he did enter the house, aside from it being cold, the other thing that he noticed was there was music playing. Like orchestra music, like classical or, um, they described it as either like religious or like classical music Mm -hmm. being played. They had an intercom system in the home and there was music being played through the intercom system that covered the entire house.
2: How did that not go out? But the lights had been on for so long that they were burning it. So uh, my question now was, was he there recently? And started playing the music? Or what the hell is going on? I I can't wait. Okay. Okay. I'm like intrigued completely. (laughs) Like this is blowing my fucking mind right now. So,
1: he finds the bodies of the four victims. And he continues making his way through the house. Now, he makes it to John's study office Mm -hmm. area. And when he is in there, he finds a five page letter. In this, I will read the whole letter because it's interesting and you will get a lot of details of what happened. And it was addressed to their pastor. Mind you that they at this time, John is still very, very, very religious. The the church is still his everything. He was also a Sunday school teacher like his father was. He was very involved in the church. And so this letter was addressed to his pastor, and it, it, and it states, quote, Dear Pastor Ray Winkle, if I am pronouncing that correctly, I don't. I'm not sure. I am sorry to add this additional burden to your work. I know what has been done is wrong from all that I have been taught, and that any reasons that I might give will not make it right. But you are the one person that I know that, while not condoning this, will at least possibly understand why I felt that I had to do this. One, I wasn't earning anywhere near enough to support us. Everything I tried seemed to fall to pieces. True, we could have gone bankrupt and maybe gone on welfare. Two, but that brings me to my next point. Knowing the type of location that one would have to live in, plus the environment of the ch- uh, for the children plus the effect on them knowing they were on welfare was just more than I thought they could and should endure. I know they were willing to cut back, but this involved a lot more than that. Three. With Pat being so determined to get into acting, I was also fearful as to what, what that might do with her continuing to be a Christian. I'm sure it wouldn't. I'm sure it wouldn't have helped. Four. Also, with Helen not going to church, I knew that that would harm the children eventually in their attendance. I had continued to hope that she would begin to come to church soon. Okay,
0: I can't, I got I can't, I can't, I can't listen to this bullshit. Like, I just can't. This is all the fucking bullshit you hear from all of these assholes who kill their wives, girlfriends, significant others, in this case their children too, and they're laying out this bullshit case about how it was, oh, for the better, I thought they were suffering. I'm so sick of this. Every single one of these assholes that kills their wives and it's always, well, she was suffering and, like, the murder, quote, suicides. (laughs) I I can't.
2: I can't. Thank you fucking God for saying something. (laughs) I could not take it anymore. Like, what the fuck? How can you write that to your pastor and just be like, Eh. Not, not to mention it. the eh. level of planning that went into this because he we're stopped yet. the delivery uh, of the no.
1: newspapers. And no, we're not there yet.
2: Okay. Are you good for a moment? I'm good. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm the, lock, the lock is on. The <laughs> lock sorry. is on. I'm sorry. It's okay, fine. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: I apologize to our listeners' eardrums. Oh, I will fix that. <laughs> so back to it. Also, with Helen not going to church, I know that this would harm the children eventually in their attendance. I had continued to hope that she would begin to come to church soon, but when I mentioned it to her that Mister Jute's wanted her to pay an elder's, because murder call, is so much better than not going to church. Oh, you're not going to church? I'll murder you. I'll smite you. Because that's what God wants. But when I mentioned to her that Mr. Jute's <laughs> wanted her to wanted to pay her an elders call, she just blew up and said she wanted her name taken off the church rolls. Again, this could have this could only have an adverse result for the children's continued attendance. So that is the sum of it. So I'm afraid my children might stop going to church. So I will murder
2: because them because my
1: bitch wife won't pay the fee. Like
2: what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So that's the
1: sum of it. If any of these had been the condition, we might have pulled through. But this was just too much. At least I'm certain that all have gone to heaven now. If things had gone on, who knows if this would be the case. Of course, Mother got involved because doing what I did to my family would have been a tremendous shock to her at this age. Therefore, knowing... I murdered her! Oh, my God! I didn't want my poor mother to live with the knowledge I was a murderer, so I murdered her. Therefore, knowing that she is also a Christian, I felt it best that she be relieved of the troubles of this world and that that oh my, would have hit her. I'm dead.
2: Oh, my God.
1: After it was all over, I said some prayers for them all from the, from the hymn book. That was the least that I could do. Now, for the final arrangements. Helen and the children all have agreed that they would prefer to be cremated. Please see to it that the costs are kept low. For mother, she has a plot at the Frankenmouth. Please see that the costs are kept low. Let me worry, too, also about the cost It's
0: going
2: to be. Because my bitch wife wouldn't pay the fee.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. For mother, she has a plot at the Frankenmouth, Frankenmouth church cemetery. Please contact Mr. Herman Schleckis. I'm a, What? Uh, name? That's a
0: great name.
1: Route 4 Vassar, Michigan. Vassar, Vassar. Vassar. Thank you. He's married to a niece of mothers and knows what arrangements are to be made. In parentheses, she always wanted Reverend Herman Zender of Bay City to preach the sermon, but uh. he's not well. Parentheses. Also, I'm leaving some letters in your care. Please send them on and add whatever comments you think appropriate. The relationships are as follows. Mrs. Lydia Meyer, mother's sister. Mrs. Ava Meyer, Helen's mother. Jean Siffert, Helen's sister. Also, I don't know what will happen to the books and personal things, but to the extent possible, I'd like for them to be distributed distributed as you see fit. Some books might go to the school or church library. Originally, I had planned this for November 1st, All Saints Day, but travel arrangements were delayed. I thought it would be an appropriate day to get them to heaven. As for me... Please let me be dropped from the congregation roles. I leave myself in the hands of God's justice and mercy. I don't doubt that he is able to help us, but apparently he saw fit not to answer my prayers the way that I had hoped that they would be answered. This makes me think that perhaps it was best as far as the children's souls are concerned. I know that many will look at the additional years that they could have lived, but if finally they were no longer Christians, what would have been gained?
0: And what the hell do you not understand about Christians? You don't commit murder. Oh, my God. Thou shalt not kill. It's right there in the top ten, buddy. In the top (laughs) ten.
1: Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh. Also, I'm sure many will say, how could anyone do such a horrible thing? My only answer is, it isn't easy, and was only done after much thought. Oh. Pastor. No, fuck. Mrs. Morris may possibly be reached at 802 Pleasant Hill Drive, her ho- home of her sister. One other thing, it may seem cowardly to have... all. O- to have always shot from behind, but I didn't want anything any of them to know, even at the last second, that I did this to them. John hurt, John got hurt more because he seemed to struggle longer. The rest were immediately out of pain. John didn't consciously feel anything either. Please remember me in your prayers, I will need them whether or not the government does its duty as. It sees it. I'm only concerned with making my peace with God. And of this, I am assured because Christ, because of Christ dying, even for me. P.S. Mother is in the hallway in the attic. Third third floor. She was too heavy to move.
2: What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So what the fuck? You you shot them from behind. Thinking oh they're going to know it was me. Okay. But so. you shot them one by fucking one. So you know that the other three were counting down their fucking... Did he do a buckshot? I mean, what, is it just a shotgun behind them or a street sweeper? What the
1: fuck? All right, so now we're going to jump back. Oh, God. We jumped ahead to when they found them. Okay, okay. Now we're going to jump back. Okay. On November 9th, almost a month earlier of 1971... John murdered his entire family using his own 9 millimeter semi-automatic handgun. So while his children were at school, his wife sat at the table in the kitchen, dining room, depending on where you want to call it, drinking her morning coffee, and he shot her in the head. Oh my fucking God. He then cleaned up, put her on a sleeping bag and drug her
2: to the ballroom so okay now i guess i need to figure out the layout of this house because if you're saying the kids were at school Mm -hmm. he shot her at the dinner table Mm -hmm. where she was having her coffee Mm -hmm. drug her to the ballroom Mm -hmm. the ballroom must be out of sight from any entrance of the house then where the kids would be coming through the door where they wouldn't be able to see immediately that oh shit Something bad has just happened. Granted, remember it's 19 rooms, so I'm sure... It's probably spaced off somewhere, whereas the
1: normal part of the house is right there in the front. Yes. Okay. So he then cleaned up, dragged her to the ballroom, Mm -hmm. and then... What about his day? The fuck? Made some lunch. Okay, so we're... I mean, I want to
0: know, too. So did you, like, do any research, like his relationships with other people at work. I mean, was everyone just like he's stone cold evil or just um, like
1: a weirdo? A lot of things that I saw from other people really they all they really said was that like he had no people skills and was kind of a hermit. And that he was like crazy religious, fairly strict. Emphasis on the crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Although no. No, no, no. No, you can't. No, don't, because he's don't too... you do it. He's too plotty. Like Yeah,
2: that's not just That's a new word, by that's the way. like... <laughs> I mean, that's... Diabolical. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so... He's dancing with the devil, not Jesus.
1: That's right. <laughs> so, he then goes up to the third floor. Oh, my God. And he then kills his mother. Oh! And he shot her above the left eye. Oh! <gasps> So I'm assuming like side of the head. Oh my God. But not directly in front of her because he couldn't, he couldn't stand that they could see him do it. Right. So next was his 16 year old daughter, Patricia. She had come, he, her and the 13 year old son, Frederick arrived home from school. He shot each of them in the back of the head. And then after he, Cleaned up and he basically laid in wait for them, right? Is the Mm -hmm. is the working
0: theory (gasps) that he waited for them to walk through the door and then just immediately shot out. As they're probably walking down a hallway or so they had no idea. Yes. It was he was
2: probably just sulking around and being as quiet as can fucking be, and then oh my god. So he
1: cleans up, he drags, he also puts each of them on a sleeping bag, drags them into the ballroom with their mother. Now After this, he then drives to the bank to close both his and his mother's bank account. Then he goes to the Westfield High School to watch his 15-year-old son, John Jr., play in a soccer game. And then he drove John Jr. home and shot him repeatedly in the chest and face. And because his son tried to resist, John then shot him repeatedly to, again, to make sure that he was dead. And he
0: was the one that knew what was going on. Oh, my
1: God. So then he takes John Jr.'s body into the ballroom. Now, what he does after this is how you know how planned this was. So aside from him clearly saying that he was going to do it in November... He said it was gonna be, he was going to do it November 1st, but it just didn't work out with his schedule. So, like,
0: <laughs> you know, know <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> well, I was going to totally murder my entire family today, but then suddenly I remembered I had to meet Patricia for lunch, so I'm like, oh, I'll just put it off for a month.
1: So he then writes his letter to his pastor and the whatever remaining letters that he had talked about in that letter to family and people. And then he goes around the entire house, and he takes every... Photo and cuts his face out of them. Yep. Which, if you think about it in a murderer's perspective, fucking genius. They do not have a current photo of him now.
2: <gasps> oh my god!
1: Oh he cut his face out of every single photo that they had of him. What the fuck? Oh my god! He's
0: I
2: don't. Been, wh- I don't. I don't like this one. Well,
0: and there's <laughs> something else. Not. I mean, not only is like, that like what? you said, like brilliant as far as because this is the night, like how are so they of going to track him, right? Right. You know. I mean, a photos are much rarer in general because it was more expensive to buy film, get it developed, that sort of thing. People didn't have the same numbers of photos that we do now.
2: Well, they didn't have access like we do. Exactly,
0: and. But there's also something very psychologically telling about that, too. That I'm not a part of this family. Mm-hmm. I'm not connected. I'm re- you know what I mean? Like, that removal of yourself from the family unit. Mm-hmm. There's something really creepy about that.
1: So then he packs up some stuff. He turns the music on. And he drives his vehicle to JFK Airport.
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Poor Maria's dying. Alright. Are you ready to oh, continue? Yeah. You good? I'm good. Let's do so, this. So, once police find all of the bodies, oh at this point, where the fuck is John List? What? Long oh, fucking gone. So they track his vehicle to the JFK airport. Okay. But after doing some investigation, there is no sign that he bought a ticket or got onto a flight. What? So they are pretty sure that he took his car there to, to divert them.
2: <gasps> what a genius. I'm just fucking sick, mm-hmm. but geez, like that. If you ever wanted to get away with murder, mm-hmm. I mean, there you go. So
1: FBI later discovered that John had traveled by train from New Jersey to Michigan. And then from Michigan to Colorado. He settles down in Denver in early 1972. And he
2: got a new name. Oh, imagine that.
1: He is now Robert Peter Clark. He applied for a new social security card so he could get jobs. He's got three first names. He d- Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is actually the name of one of his college classmates. Oh my God. And from 1979 to 1986, he was the controller of a paper box manufacturer right outside Denver.
2: No. Yep.
1: He joined the Lutheran congregation. Fuck off. No. <laughs> he, <laughs> he ran a carpool for shut in uh,
2: church members. Mm-hmm. For shut in church members. Mm hmm. Yep. So people, people who didn't want to go to church, but he's like, I'm going to make the fuck go. Guess what? Carpool, let's go. Well, guess what's going to happen to you? You know, He oh my God. became a Sunday school teacher.
1: <gasps> and at a religious gathering, he met an army PX clerk named Dolores Miller. No, woman. They married in 1985. <gasps> and in February of 1988, the Mm-mm. couple Mm-mm. moved to Virginia. And he is still using the name Bob Clark. Okay. And he resumed his work as an accountant. And 18 years after the murder, on May 21st, 1989, right around this time was when America's Most Wanted started. I think they, I I believe Mm -hmm. it was on for about a month yeah it was
0: this was one of the early cases i that they did and i this is how i found out about it was watching america's most wanted okay and my reactions were much although they didn't do the whole letter thing Mm -hmm. the letter wasn't read like you just did this is the first time i've heard it in its entirety
2: yeah well i mean you have to think of media outlets too they've got to especially in that time they probably were like we can't just get the shit out of the community so i mean we can't just be like This dude premeditated this fucking murder for Mm -hmm. at least a good solid couple months. And then now he's gone. Yeah. And nobody knows where he's at. So
1: there is a forensic artist named Frank Bender. And he does amazing fucking work. Mm -hmm. Now what he normally does is he takes um, unidentified remains... And he is able to create a bust of what this person looked like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, they have conne- he has used this. I don't. It's fucking magic. I don't know how someone can create these things from unidentified remains to look exactly like the people that they were. They, with his help, they have connected so many Jane Does and John Does to the missing persons. Mm-hmm. Brilliant fucking dude. But Sounds like it. They take him and they ask him if he can create a bust of someone who's not dead. Can he try to figure out what this dude looked like, create a bust, and put it on America's Most Wanted? Okay. They wanted to get it out
2: that, to hey, everyone.
1: Okay. I will tell you now, if I are, Lynn, are you going to pull the pictures up? Uh,
0: well, I was going to look up to, to see exactly when this, cause you have to remember, this is still before the internet, mm-hmm. right? This is, you know, um, all of that. So I was going to try and find the actual Where date
2: Cheney was probably the most mm-hmm. influential.
1: So Frank Bender, fucking genius. Okay. He's a fucking magician. It's gotta be magic. I don't understand how he does it, but he had never done this before. Because not only is he trying to profile a man that murdered his whole family, but he's also trying to age him 18 years. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and not only that, but he's taking information that he really doesn't know what he looks like. Right. Okay. So he's trying to put a face on a body. hmm Granted. And I, age that face. Granted, I do
1: believe that they went to people that knew him, co-workers. And, and just like, talked. And, yeah. Okay. Got some information.
2: Okay. But he had never done this before, so he was like, I don't really know how this is going to work. Okay, quick question real fast. If they were going back to, like, old jobs, maybe it is the times, but did they not take, like, a copy of an identification where they're not, like, small copy machines or things like that where they could do that? I don't know. I wasn't alive back then, Elena. What's that again? <laughs>
0: sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to find the date for the no, America's good. Most Wanted. So,
2: like, back in that time, like, if they are uh-huh. going back and talking to, like, co-workers and things like that, like, did they not pull, like, a driver's license? Could they not ever go to the DMV or get that from a job? Like, well, I think they did. Then? Like,
0: I know. And, like, they would have had, like... um Photographs from his service in the military, right. things like that. So I think they did, like they were able. So they knew what he looked like in 1971, but this is 18 or years least before li- or that, before that. Yeah, exactly. was a but young kid. But then they aged it to yes. to make him look like I he would have happened at now. that time. Okay, okay, I get
2: it. That's cool. So
1: they on May 21st was when this the episode of America's Most Wanted was. Aired right, and they recounted all of the the murders that had happened, and very quickly, actually, like less than a week later, mm-hmm. they had gotten the information they needed. Oh. They got calls from his new wife's friend, <gasps> saying like, "Hey, this is this looks exactly like my best friend's husband."
2: Oh my and god! And they now
1: live in Virginia. This is his name. So, remember, it aired on May 21st of 1989. You right, mean, okay? okay,
0: that's what it was, yeah. On June 1st,
1: 1989, he was arrested. Yep. Oh! In, in, at a Richmond accounting firm <gasps> after, a, after one of the neighbors had seen the broadcast. Now, I also want to add that he and his wife Sat on the couch and watched yes, the episode did. of America. No, Most they fucking money. did it. Yes, they and did. how did that bitch not sit there and be like, um, nothing? He he told them that like they watched it and he was fucking sweating bullets, but she didn't face her.
2: What the well, fuck? Because you would
1: never
0: think. I mean, honestly, I you mean, would. Think, guess, you might think, hey, that dude looks a lot like my kind of
2: like a doppelganger. But
0: you've been married for eighteen years. I, I mean, I don't think there'd been any issues, mm-hmm. right? But. Yeah. You know which is even creepier kill. that you could do something like this.
2: Okay, kill your whole family, your children, your kids, and your mother. Your fucking kids, and then turn around, marry somebody else. But and like, by oh, the nonchalant. way,
0: he slept in the mansion that night after he murdered them. No! I don't know if we mentioned that he we murdered didn't. all oh! of them. Slept slept in his own bed. The yeah. fuck? What the hell? Oh my and god! The next morning, left. left. Woo!
2: Like a wayward in the night. What the shit? Oh my God. So when
1: FBI shows up at his job on June 1st, 1989, they walk in and they ask him, are you Robert Clark? He says, yes. They ask him, are you John List? Deny, deny, deny. I don't know who that is. I don't, I'm not that person. I have no idea what you're talking about. Denied the shit out of it. But he was in the army. They fingerprints. have fingerprints from him in the oh, army.
2: Hey, and yeah, that's him. what I was
1: waiting for. So his fingerprints match, and on February 16th, 1990, so a little less than a year later, he then confesses to his true identity. So for almost a year, he denied the shit out of knowing anything about this Thank John you. List character. It's you,
2: motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: like, geez, I can't take this dude. I can't. Yeah. So... At trial, John testified that he was facing the grave financial difficulties in 1971 because he lost his job at the bank. And instead of telling his family that he lost his job, he got dressed every fucking morning. He left the house and he would go sit at a bus stop all fucking day. And he would read. He would try to find jobs, but he sat there. Every fucking day. And then went home and acted like he had been at work all day. Yep. So his family did not know that they were having the financial issues that they were having.
2: But that doesn't justify it, man. No, it, doesn't it does make not. make it right. Like, you can't just be leaving every day, yeah. sitting at a goddamn bus stop. I mean, you have to be thinking about it. Like, fuck, man. I gotta kill my family because I can't pay for them. Okay. And I bought them this huge house and I'm gonna lose it anyways. Like, but that's not. You Don't think like that. Like, a normal human being doesn't fucking think like that. So there's more. Oh my God. Do no. you want to know about his wife's erratic behavior? I do. Like, was that coming just solely from him? No. No.
0: That was a gift from her first husband.
2: She had syphilis.
1: And if anybody knows oh anything about syphilis, one, it can be treated and cured. Yes. If found early, early. enough. Oh but my God. But she ignored it for. Years. Well, and
0: let's not I'm not sure it's fair to say she ignored it either. Because I don't even know that she knew she had it or if she knew when she had it. That's one thing I don't think that's ever been made. It had gone
1: untreated for many, many, many years. Well, and it's something
2: that will yeah. And then it goes into the brain.
1: uh And it can destroy just about every critical organ in your body. Yes. And so it can make people go fucking crazy. Yeah. Yes. So not just from him. A doctor did come in a very early or very soon before the murders and was like, she's got syphilis. But he also told John that, I doubt that you have it because she's had it for so long that it's kind
2: of gone, not dormant, but it's, but it's more, not...
0: You're not infectious uh, after a exactly. while. See, I didn't know that. Or it's just
2: more attacking herself mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm.
0: So... But, you know, it's weird that her children didn't have it because she had three children after, um, you know, right. and it's been as well established that she caught it from her first husband. Yes. Well,
2: and I wonder how long maybe the kids did have it and they didn't know and it was just something that wasn't Well, but it's, them. again,
0: it's odd because, I mean, I don't know back then, but, you know, kids are, t- you're tested for that when you're pregnant. They run an STD test. They test you for everything when you're pregnant. That's part of standard pregnancy care. So it's really odd to me that that had never, maybe it wasn't,
1: maybe it wasn't the norm back then. Or maybe she had had it long enough before she had her children. But it still should have shown up in her blood tests.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's still creating. It's still in
1: your blood. Yeah. Or is it one of those things where they were so religious that they didn't have their kids in a hospital?
2: Uh, no, that
0: wasn't
1: a thing back then either. No. I mean, no. And especially not Lutherans.
0: It, there wouldn't have been the whole home birth hippie thing like you find today
2: gotcha. with the
0: non-vaccinators and all that uh. crap. There's they weren't part of that, no.
1: So she did have syphilis, which was part of the erraticness. Or er, erraticness, is that the right? Yeah. Word? Uh-huh. Sweet. <laughs> um, also the alcoholism on top of it. Doesn't help. Yeah. That's also gonna cause your you know yeah. neurological mm-hmm. issues. Um, but Apparently, according to the trial testimony, Helen pressured John into marriage by falsely claiming that she was pregnant and then insisted they marry in Maryland, which at the time did not require blood testing to obtain a marriage license. But again,
0: is that just from him that True. she claimed she was pregnant and yada? You True. know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's so not here his... to speak for herself right. and- Fuck him! I mean, he's. I mean, after the letter for he justification wrote.
2: Justification for what he did from his pastor, like, because your pastor is gonna read that and be like, John, let's sit down, let's do a couple prayers together, and let's move on from this, and let's start a new day, and God forgives you. Fuck you! That's not what happens. I'm sure his pastor was probably like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Like this dude, like, what? It just doesn't. It, There's no justification for what he did. No matter what he says happened in his life with them, it doesn't justify it.
1: So then a psychiatrist came in, blah, blah, blah. They said that he suffered from obsessive compulsive personality disorder and that in his mind there were only two solutions to his problems, one being accept welfare and two, kill his family and send their souls to heaven. So his plan, hang on (sighs) before you panic, in his mind... (sighs) What he thought was happening, granted, I am not giving this man any sort of leverage or benefit Mm -hmm. of the doubt. But in his mind, what he planned on doing, like his full plan was, I guess, that at some point, and I don't know how true this is, because I only saw it on like one or two of my sources, was that at some point before that had happened, he had asked his pastor what is the only, what sins will God not forgive? And at that point, what I believe that the, um, what the pastor told him is technically the only sins that cannot be forgiven by God is suicide because then you are dead and you cannot repent. So that is why he did not kill himself. So he killed his family, Quote, to send them to heaven because he was scared that if they continued on the path that they were on, that they would no longer be accepted into heaven. Oh. But he could not kill yeah. himself because he could then not repent and then have
2: entrance the to heaven.
1: Into si- <sighs> fuck you. So oh he gosh. he killed them, planned to repent, and then he would have he would be forgiven by God, and then would also have his entrance to heaven. No. that he would meet his family later that's
2: no 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 no. i don't think the pastor was also right in that sort of sense because okay. if you really think about it i'm not religious i'm not, i don't go to church i don't do none of that i mean i'm not by any means so please don't take what i say as credibility <laughs> but the 10 commandments from growing up and having religious family members who instilled that in my head the 10 commandments are unforgivable you fucking do one of those things that it tells you not to do you will never be forgiven for that.
1: But then you also have to think about how much in religion that you say that God always forgives you. God loves his children. God will forgive anything that you do. But, so I get it. Because but it, yeah. you can't repent. Because there's it's supposed to be like you do the bad thing, you repent, God forgives you. Right, and yeah, if you yeah. kill yourself, it's suicide. That's also one of the things. And you can't repent if you're dead.
2: I, it, it, you know I mean, I kind of see it, but at the same time, that's bullshit. It's just bullshit. Alright, are you ready for sentencing? I am ready for sentencing. You you ready for this to be over with? I am. Fuck this dude. So,
1: on April 12th, 1990, John was convicted of five counts of first degree murder, and at his sentencing, he denied direct responsibility for his actions. Of course he did. Fucking coward.
2: He said... I thought this was going to be a good ending. (laughs) He said, quote... (gasps) I feel
1: that because of my mental state at the time, I was unaccountable for what happened. I ask all affected by this for their forgiveness, understanding, and prayer. The judge was not persuaded by any of this. Thank Thank God. God. And he said, John Emil List is without remorse and without honor. After 18 years, five months, and 22 days, it is now time for the voices of Helen, Alma, Patricia, Frederick and John F. List to rise from their grave. And it's also
0: bullshit about him saying, I didn't kill myself because I wanted to repent. Because you didn't repent.
2: No. You didn't confess what you had done. You didn't take responsibility you hid from it. for you it. You changed your whole identity. You you wanna know what? You hid from God. That's you not, shouldn't have done that.
0: That's not confession. So that's not repentance.
2: No. That's cowardly. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it's cowardly. Mm -hmm. You cannot tell your pastor that you did not kill yourself because you wanted to repent for your fucking sin, but you run away.
0: And never confess it. And never
2: confess it.
1: You never repent
2: for it. And you
0: just act like you never did
1: it. Yeah. So, he was then sentenced to five consecutive life sentences um, which is the maximum penalty. was the maximum penalty at the time okay. because now they have death penalty. Right. Actually, I'm not. Is New Jersey a death penalty state? I
0: don't think so. I'll I'm not sure. I don't think it is.
1: Because in all of the sources I said, it was, it says that it's the maximum penalty mm-hmm. at the time. So yeah. I would assume that maybe New Jersey has a. I don't think so though. Um, but John, this is not the end. So sorry. John, of course, files an appeal. For his convictions on the ground that his judgment was impaired by PTSD due to his military service. Yeah,
0: yeah. Shut up and die.
1: He also argued that the letter left behind at the crime scene, essentially, which it was his fucking confession.
0: New Jersey does not have the death penalty. Huh. Sorry.
1: Okay. No, you're, you're good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so like his confession letter was confidential communication to his pastor and therefore inadmissible as evidence.
0: Drop dead. You left it next (sighs) to the dead bodies of your family. It's only confidential if you mailed it or whatever.
1: But the (sighs) federal appeals court rejected both. Good. Good. Um... He later expressed a degree of remorse for his crimes. Fuck off. He said, I wish I had never done what I did. I've regretted my action and prayed for forgiveness ever since. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. But he did say um, in 2002 when he had done an interview that, because they asked him why he didn't take his own life, and he said that he believed that suicide would have barred him from heaven, where he hoped to reunite with his family one day. Fuck you. Fuck
2: you. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, because you want
1: you want the people, you know,
0: the, the people you murdered, want Wanna to reunite you. with you and be with you forever. That's their idea of heaven—to have to live with their murderer.
1: You know, I think
2: this is the first case that everybody else has been super angry and I'm just smiling at their anger. Yeah, like this, I'm not, I'm okay, I was not expecting this when you were like, oh, and it's going to be great because you have no idea what we're talking about. I'm just kept in the dark so that I sit here fucking dying. Like, no, that's but, not how it's supposed to work.
1: First of all, we're still not uh-huh. done, but the rest is Oh, good. shit! But the rest is good, so it's fine. On March 21st, <laughs> Two thousand eight, at the age of eighty-two. No, John List
2: dies of pneumonia. In prison. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> That's what you get, motherfucker. That's what you get. God smited you. That's why I've been saying this the whole time. Smite her. smite.
1: So, in a um, in a news article with the Newark Star Ledger they called they referred to him as the boogeyman of Westfield fuck okay so there's another thing that is not i don't think it's it's what's the word i'm looking for it's funny mm-hmm. oh it's funny so in an unrelated maybe unrelated who knows um another thing that had happened very shortly after the murders. mm mm-hmm. um, The house, the mansion, the big old mansion, Breeze Knoll, burns down. It was set on fire. It is currently unsolved. Still unsolved as to who set the How fire. How long
0: after the murders did it burn down? Do you know? I do. Give me just a moment.
1: Because I can
2: start. totally see him being the one to go back. And do it. I don't think so because of what was left. So,
1: I don't know if I can find it at the moment, but I will get there in just a minute. So, the house is set on fire. They did call it arson, but they do not know who did it, so it is still technically unsolved. Mm -hmm. But, the part of the house that did not burn was, I believe they called it a skylight. Uh Uh-huh. And it was supposedly an original Tiffany work Um. that was worth
2: enough to
1: get them out of debt.
2: No (laughs) fucking way. Yep. No fucking way. What about the irony right there? (laughs) Like you stupid motherfucker. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't even think
0: he was stupid. I think he knew he just, all of this is an excuse.
2: But at the same time, it's like, right there. There was your answer. Why did you have to write that for your pastor? Why did you have to kill your family? And then just be like, well, i you just. I think that's I'm just done. it.
0: I think this was, I just didn't want to deal with it. It yeah. was too tough. And we see family he, annihilators like this. And yeah. that is almost, whatever the stupid excuses they give at the base is, I don't want to deal with my own responsibilities.
2: Exactly. He doesn't want to, and what I probably was is he didn't want feel bad for the family being on welfare. He's looking at himself like I'm a college graduate. I'm too good for this. I'm too good for this. I've been an accountant. I've been a banker. I've been this. I've been that. I am not gonna live on welfare. I will not live in the ghetto. Like it's narcissism. Exactly. At its
0: finest. I'm, I'm gonna take care of me. I'm gonna do me. Bye bye. Bye.
1: So, Bye-bye. the reason I don't think it was him that came back I to set the fire so. is because he left no. it. Had he
2: taken it, that would have been, yeah. had it been gone, that would have been. I guess, different. yeah, that would, because then he sees value in that. Mm. And he's like, well, you yeah, know. Mm. Yeah. But the house I has don't, since been re, there's,
1: there's now a new building where the old one stood. Well, Somebody geez, built a house. The house red? It. My God.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice Stephen King reference. Right? For those like of you like that?
1: Listening. So. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was very ironic that the house then burns down and what is left it was enough to have gotten them out of the debt that they were in.
2: That I just can't believe that. Like that whole thing. I don't give a shit about his thought on religion. Like, you thought wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my take on it. I'm so, yeah, I'm done with this. That was such a fun one. That was a fun
1: one. I enjoyed that so much. I bet
2: you did. You, like, the look on your face was, I can't wait
1: to have this
0: bitch sit here. <laughs> no idea. I was so excited. And I feel like now there need to be John Wick meets John List memes <laughs> going on. Just Anything with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Challenge fucking <laughs>
1: accepted. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Anyway, great case. Thanks. I'm pretty excited about it. All right. So... That was fun. That was really fun for me, and I don't know. I think it's because that so,
2: I've,
1: I'm, like, so used to the case by now. Okay, so if you guys want to look into it, there is an episode on Investigation Discovery, and I think this might actually be probably my least favorite episode of anything that I've watched on there Okay. because of how they portrayed it with as much facts as I got mm-hmm. from other sources that seem to be very consistent this episode seemed very inconsistent from the
2: rest. Maybe, like, dramatized?
1: Very. Um, I feel
2: like some of the things, especially, like, not, so not trying to, like, cut you off or anything, but, like, the things that we talk about, and if I see something, like, on Oxygen or on Investigation Discovery, I'm like, well, you kind of took that somewhere where it really didn't go. Yeah. And I think they do that to keep the views, because people are like, wow, what a twist, holy shit. Yeah. When really, the twist in itself is something they don't want to tell people. Yeah. Unless you look it up yourself to get the real facts. Yeah, so basically,
1: it's it's very dramatized. It's fairly... It's accurate while being inaccurate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Because it is... They do show, like, a dramatization of the whole thing. And it's not the most accurate thing in the world. So just if you do want to watch it, it is um, from... The name of the show is Your Worst Nightmare, and the name of the episode is called Murder House. I wasn't the biggest fan, but if you want to look it up, go ahead. <laughs> um, also, if you go onto Google, type in John List bust. You there is side by side like profile photos of John List in the bust that they Frank, did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank something. I don't remember mm-hmm. his last name now. That Frank had made. I it's fucking magic. Yeah. There's no fucking way that it's that spot on. Here, I'll show you. He's amazing. It's nuts. Yeah. So. But. Uh, Thursday, we're back with Elena's case. Yes. Which I also again we did we did a weird thing where yeah. we both know each other's cases right. very And well. it's
0: and they're very
1: close geographically. I mean, obviously,
0: New Jersey. You know, they're both in New Jersey, but even within New Jersey, they are very very close together and in fact That's him. That's the your case took a lot of attention off of my case mm-hmm. so yeah Aww. so anyway um Email us at stateofcrimepodcast at gmail.com, especially if you have ideas for countries that you'd like Ooh, us yes, to visit yes. or just any other you know great cases that are out there that you'd like us to cover. Again, we try to do ones that haven't been done to death to death or like maybe that, River. yeah, or that it maybe just kind of slipped out of public knowledge. Um, go ahead and jump on to our Facebook, like us on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts on the discussion page and one of these days, we'll get back on Twitter and Instagram, and we thank you for
1: listening. And if you're listening on an Apple product, make sure you go to your Apple podcast and rate and review us. Just give us your honest opinion. It doesn't have to... I'm not telling you to go rate us five stars, but if you want to, that'd be cool, too. <laughs> but the rates and reviews do help us a lot, Um I've noticed lately with the more rates and reviews that we've got, we've gotten it. It comes up more on lists on Apple Podcast, and yes. it shows it to people who don't know about it. Right. It like shows it as like a recommended thing, so it helps us kind of get bigger. And so, it's, and that's even true
0: though on Android products. I mean, if you have the opportunity and can you know review us, we'd appreciate it.
1: I actually don't know how the uh, how Android podcast stuff works. works so. So. Okay, but yeah, go on your podcast. Thing and rate and review us help us out and until next time Maria will be here with us again on Thursday yep mm-hmm. so I'm excited me too are you excited are yes. you excited yes alright until next time bye